0: One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter. helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us... Which episode it was, and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode, so that we can really know. Because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that, and my team loves hearing that too. So, without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kit Podcast. Hello.
1: Hey guys. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I don't mean to backpedal here a little bit on you guys, um, but I just want to make sure um, that I understand uh, going forward. So um, I am new, just, just getting started on this coaching stuff. I haven't even finished my um, certification program. Did you miss my
0: backpedaling? Would you miss it?
1: i did i saw it okay cool making sure sure. yeah
0: yeah it it was Uh, it was actually not like a moonwalk at all i am not that smooth but i wish i could be (laughs) one day maybe who knows
1: i'd I'd probably end up hurting myself um so i'm just getting started i haven't officially launched my business um but i want to make sure that i understand for one what a high ticket offer is like i'm wondering if you can give me like just some examples of what that might look like um, and then the second question I guess I would have is in this particular challenge, are you going to help us to identify or try to find what that high ticket offer should be for us? Or is that a so, separate thing?
0: Yeah. So, so a few things. And if you, if you're new, are you saying you're new to me or new to coaching?
1: Um, new to coaching, I guess. Okay. I, so if you've yeah. been
0: to any of my stuff you know we don't hold back right so what we teach is we're going to teach you like so much of the, the of the what to do right okay. and then we're going to say if you want help doing this because the likelihood of you doing this on your own is very low come implement this with us over a 5 day immersion right is what we're going to say okay and so let's start with the basics a high ticket offer is a offer so that is something that you sell right mm-hmm. if the word offer triggers you because some people get triggered by that word think of it as an invitation okay (laughs) okay all right um and it is uh something that is definitely over a thousand dollars right usually it's between a thousand i mean one to ten thousand when you're getting started but you know high ticket offers can go literally as high as you want um at the right, at, at, you know, depending on who the, who the market is, okay? Mm-hmm. And typically, in the context of coaching, it's one-to-one or, or group, okay? And okay. it solves a specific problem. It solves a specific problem. Okay. And here's the thing, okay? There is a hope marketing where you put something out there and you hope it works, <laughs> okay? Okay. One of my mentors, Jeff Walker, says that says talks about hope marketing. What I do is we use data because there's so much data available now to craft offers that are high high end offers, uh, high ticket offers that people want. And here's the thing, okay? I don't have any certifications. Well, no, I have one in yoga. Okay, <laughs> I have one in yoga. Okay, so. And the thing is, is that like I have, I have, you know, I have friends of mine that are high in the psychotherapy field that are like, man, these coaches, like what, what are they charging? You know, this is crazy. And people, and there's value there, right? There's value there. Um, the other thing is, is that like the, the the certification trap of like I need more certifications, right? It's one thing to do certifications for continuing education. I, I'm, I'm a believer in that. I'm always learning, but okay, if you're doing the certification thing as a way to feel enough, that's a different story. Yeah, does that make sense? Uh huh. Right. So, yeah. so you do not need a certification to make sales. Right. You don't, right? What we need is we need an offer that converts, a high-ticket offer that converts, that you feel confident to promote and share and sell, okay? Mm -hmm. And what people do to get confidence usually is all the wrong shit, right? (laughs) They ask people who've never started business for approval. They try to get degrees and certifications, right? right? They try to do all these things to get confidence when really confidence comes from the ability to serve someone with your whole heart, right? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Right? And the other thing is, is that like, what you, how should you put this? Like... The other thing is, is that like, it's about ethics, right? It's about, it's about informed consent. I saw a video the other day from a coach. It drove me crazy, Stacy. okay? This person was a former licensed therapist who said, and I quote, coaches should not be dealing with trauma because of law. Law. There are no laws that say that. Okay. The coach was trying to define scope of practice. Okay. Now, there are laws that say you can't perform open heart surgery unless you have, you know, a medical license to do so. Okay. But when it comes to like relational coaching and topics of that nature, when you have informed consent from the client, that is ethical and you're good to go where we get mixed up is how do I position it? How do I talk about it? What's the copy that goes with it? What are the deliverables that should be a part of it? And that's what we'll be talking about the rest of this week, right? And so does that make sense? Yes. Right? That's
1: actually one thing that that has always drawn me to you is I, you know, I follow a lot of like Gary Vaynerchuk, like his entrepreneurship perspectives. The you know we live in a day and age where technology makes information so easily accept- accessible. Um, you know, I think for me the the program that I'm currently in is a little bit like the training wheels, just to kind of get the gist or a feel for what a coach can do. Um, and I'm I'm really excited because I'm already at a place with the stuff that I'm learning. I've already made decisions about how I want to tweak it and refine it and make it my own. Um, the challenge that I think that I face is I guess, I guess I'm relating high ticket offer to like what your niche or like your specialty is um, like, would it need to be something that's focused around your niche or your specialty? Um you say
0: niche with like squinted eyes.
1: And yeah, there's a, a part of me that an internal conflict that I have, because I believe there's a big discrepancy between just being good at something versus that being something you're really passionate about and you truly want to do. And so I'm still at a place where I'm discovering that about myself. I don't know if they are the same. And I won't know until I actually get that experience of working with the client's to be able to decide whether they're one in the same or they're two completely separate things. Yeah. Um, so sorry, I know I'm, I'm a little bit earlier on there with that, but
0: no, this uh, is perfect. I,
1: I guess that's just kind of what I'm, what I'm trying to wrap my head around, I guess is, is understanding. And I know I don't have to know the answers now, um, or yet, but I'm wanting to understand what you build your high ticket, offer invitation around is it supposed to be because i would assume it would you know with the confidence thing it would be something that you know that you're good at that you know that you can deliver um yeah that's just kind of what i was intrigued about yeah and what's not this challenge will help us identify any of that
0: let me let me ask you a question I, i love what you're saying uh i'm gonna ask you a candid question okay yeah um how many high ticket offers have you sold
1: I don't have any offers out
0: yet. <laughs> but so the answer would be? None. Okay, great. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so now what you're doing in your questions is you're making assumptions. Now, assumptions okay. are necessary for business, okay? But here are some of your assumptions, right? Okay. I, I Like it has to be a specific niche. I have to know exactly what I'm doing. There's a lot of certainty that you're assuming that you need, Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Now think about this for a second. Has there ever been anybody in your life, you weren't exactly sure how to help them, but you were able to figure it out and you helped them?
1: Okay. Yes.
0: And what would have happened if you had to have all that certainty first before you helped them?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. I can say right now, I'm kind of currently experiencing that because I, I already right now I have some practice clients, um, and that is one thing I'm currently facing. Which I'm not going to lie.
0: No, hold, on, uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. In your life, have there been people that you've been able to help without all that certainty? Yes. And what would have happened if you had to wait to have all that certainty before you helped them?
1: I would have missed my opportunity.
0: And what would have happened to them?
1: They wouldn't have been helped.
0: And therefore, probably worse off. Right. Right. So what you're doing is you're making the high ticket offer about you. Mm-hmm. and here's the irony it's not about you boo it's about them okay and it's about understanding how to say things to them in a way they need to hear it and ultimately especially see when you're just getting started it's like one of the best times i mean it's always the best time to do a high ticket offer but just getting started is the best time because you have more time And we'll talk about a little bit more of the what to do to craft offers later in the week, okay? But I want you to know something right now, okay? And I want you to try to feel this if you can, okay? Okay. Who you are as you are right now, not right now, no changes, no certifications, no more tests, no more test clients, no more clarity about what you're good or not good at, who you are right now is enough to help somebody change and is valuable, okay? And you do not have to believe me to make money, (laughs) Okay. okay? Now, if you start to embody that, you might have better emotional health outcomes, but you do not even have to believe that you're good or that you're valuable to add value. Every single coach or therapist or practitioner I've ever met has not felt enough and still does on some level in Mm -hmm. present day. Okay. That feeling never goes away. The service mindset is what you want to be in. How can I help? Right? Can I help here? Right? Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. You are enough to help as you are right now. And this is not an exact analogy, but like if somebody came up to you and pretend we're in like a COVID-free zone or whatever, okay, and they were like, kind of a hug. And they were like a generally safe looking person and someone that you felt, you know, kind of encouraging of a hug to. Like, what would your response be? Yes. Okay. Well, what, you wouldn't say, okay, but I have to have the perfect body posture. And is my temperature of my forehead correct? And <laughs> do I know the proper hugging <laughs> technique for someone? Like, you just give them a hug. Right. Because the transformation, Transformation happens in the relationship. Yeah, look at your face. Why is your face changing? <laughs> you're like, you're like, who sees that? I like to use Blushing. this
1: term. I feel like you yeah. miyagi me. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, it's almost kind of an exciting energy when you can get on to something like this and not even know someone and feel like someone sees you so clearly
0: hmm. yeah that's and I
1: feel I feel like the specific wording that you use really resonates with me how um like I'm trying too much to make this about me and really if I stay in that place of um service that it becomes more about them and focused on them and what are the ways that I can contribute or help that's right. um, that that actually takes the pressure off of me
0: yeah Exactly.
1: So you worded it in just the perfect way that I needed for it to hit home and for it to resonate.
0: I love that. I love that. That makes me happy and I'm happy about that and and let me just say um, I want I want to say it to you in a different way, okay? Mm-hmm. Um just so it lands and it's for everybody else too, okay? okay. <clears throat> I don't do diagnoses, okay? But, you know, there's more of a self-focused, we'll call it narcissistic type Mm-hmm. And then there's more of an others focus, more kind of codependent type. Okay, where would you say you tend to fall on that spectrum? More others focused or more self focused?
1: Honestly, probably more self focused.
0: Okay, and so when you um, think and
1: it's not what I mean, but I don't. What I want to say though is I don't think that that means that I don't have the desire, or the want to help or contribute to others. Um, I just have a tendency to really lock down and stay focused on my crap and try to become the best version, the best, whoever I can be. Love that. Um, So I definitely think I tend to operate a lot from that self-focused
0: place. Okay, great. So here's what's beautiful about that is that your sense of agency or power is most likely within you. You feel like you can affect change. Is that true? Yes. Okay. The downside is that because you're so self-focused, what you're missing is that your assessment of the market is incorrect when it comes to you you don't see yourself clearly and you don't see the value that you can bring clearly. What you think your value is and what the market thinks your value is are two very different things. Does that make sense? hmm Right? And so... The value of being more self-focused is that it's like, I got this, right? The problem is you think everyone else assesses you the same way you do. And that is not proper data.
1: So that that feedback thing is going to be huge for me. Huge.
0: Huge. And it's going to feel, it's like weird. And because, like, for me, I just follow the data. I'm like, are you really sure this is what the data says? All right. And it works every time. And it's like, wow, this is incredible. And we'll break more of that down as we get through the rest of this week together. Okay. Okay. So I would invite you to like exhale and just know that you are like in the right place. Okay. And, okay. um, you're feeling seen and heard, and your question is perfect. And lots of people in the chat are supporting you right now, and it's exactly what other people needed to hear, too. So, thank you for sharing. All right, it's beautiful. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of, spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on apple or spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review but please leave an honest review and especially if you want to leave a five-star review i would be super stoked on that but of course just make it honest but my goal is to share more trauma informed information with the world and i need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, we'd very much appreciate it if you got value from this episode and from this podcast. We very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify and we'll see you in the next episode.